everyone and welcome back to So You Want To Be A Vet. I'm Erin, a second year veterinary medicine student at the University of Nottingham. And I'm Sophia, a fourth year veterinary medicine student at the University of Surrey. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest and open discussions about life as a vet student and share the inspiring and motivating experiences of vets in the industry from their vet school journey and beyond. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at So You Want To Be A Vet, where we'll be sharing behind the scenes clips, doing live Q&As and much more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel of the same name where we upload regular videos such as CV and personal statement writing tutorials, interview skills and much, much more that will help you build a strong application to vet school. Hi everyone, today we will be talking about EMS and how to make the most of it. So during this pandemic, it has been very difficult to secure EMS, but as things gradually return to normality, we would like to offer you some guidance on how EMS is structured within the course and how you can make the most of it. First off, we think it's important to explain how EMS works within the veterinary course. And most people are aware of the really important role that work experience plays in the application process. But fewer people understand the crucial part it plays in the course itself as you develop your skills as a veterinary surgeon. So for today's discussion, we are just going to look at the structure a little bit and try to explain it to you guys because um, it is quite complex, really. Um, and uh, I think it's important for everyone to know every vet student goes through this. So I think we should give you sort of the lowdown of what it is and how it works. So first of all, um, the RCVS, which I think if you guys don't know what that is yet, I think you should become acquainted with um, who they are and what they do because they will always play a role um, in your development as a vet. So um, we definitely think that you should know about them. Um, whether you're doing interviews or um, sort of thinking applying to vet med, I think they're uh, a body that you need to to become acquainted with. So they basically regulate uh, the um, the work experience that you have to do. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but it is actually 38 weeks that you undertake throughout your degree. And uh, depending on the uni, some unis kind of want you to have it done between certain years. For Surrey, for example, they want you to have it all done uh, by the end of uh, fourth year. So before the fourth year summer, which is when you will start fifth year rotations. So that's when it should be done. And depending on the uni, so for Surrey, we have um, AHEMS, which are animal handling EMS, and these are 12 weeks. And these are kind of just... Uh, general sort of handling experience and for me those were done sort of at livery yards for equine um for farms i did um i went to a place that um was like a milking farm and i helped them out for a while um and uh, i went to some kennels as well some dog and cat kennels um and then for preclinical, that for us is six weeks and that's usually done um at a vet's uh, place, but you have uh, more specific sort of learning objectives and what you're expected to know and how they teach you the first clinical steps. And then you have 20 weeks of pretty much clinical work experience where you'll be going to practices um, and sort of be getting a bit more hands-on. So that's kind of how Surrey does it. How does, um, how does your do, uni do it, Erin? Um, 
So not split it into, so we have our 12 weeks animal husbandry EMS. Um, so you do things like lambing, carving, shadowing a vet nurse, kennels, cattery, pig farms, places like that. And you have to do six consecutive days for it to count as one week. You have to do two weeks of carving, two weeks of equine, two weeks of lambing and the rest is free choice but when you do your lambing it has to be two consecutive weeks so you can't do one week in first year and one week in second year it has to be two weeks in a row um so that's how animal husbandry ems is structured and then when we go into third year so technically once you finish um all of your animal husbandry ems in second year you're allowed to start your clinical ems straight away so if you've got some spare weeks in the summer of second year before you go into third year you're allowed to start it um and then you can do that all the way through until um, fifth year, the remaining 26 weeks. So in fifth year, because you do have rotations as well, someone within the vet school will timetable it for you. So you'll do EMS within fifth year alongside your rotations. So um, I suppose you still get to do things that are elective am amongst the core rotations, which is quite good. If I don't know, you know, you want to go into small animal, then you don't have to do loads and loads of equine and farm. You can mix it up with some small animal EMS in between, if that makes sense. So that's the way it's structured here. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of important to know because, um, lots of unis do it differently and it is a huge part of sort of your learning process. So I, I would suggest that you will go to sort of the uni website and it should be there um, under sort of the course content. So if you're wondering about that, because it is something that can make a lot of people nervous, just because obviously 38 weeks is a long time. Um, I would definitely go go have a look at that and see what they expect of you. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how it works. Um, and then in terms of actually when you do it, that also varies depending on the course. So for me, it was done during the holidays, um, which, um, for example, some other unis will allow it to for you to do it during um, the semester, um, but ours wouldn't allow that. So it has to be consecutive, like Erin said. Um, so a lot of people um, think it's okay to do weekends and count that as EMS. Unfortunately, that does not count. I know it would make everybody's lives so much easier if it did. Um, but it doesn't, it, ha it has to be consecutive. So for me, for example, because I was, well, I am an international student, all of these were done in sort of bigger chunks um, during the holidays. So during the summer periods, I would do probably about like four weeks altogether. And then during um, Easter, I would do another two weeks um, and sort of try to bunch them together so that I could kind of fit flying home. Um, but that kind of depends. So depending on where you are, you can either, you know, stay close to home and drive to the place you're going. Or if you're like me, you will get on a train and go. Um, so I think that's also important to know as in to figure out uh, how much time you're going to dedicate to them um, and where you're going to be going. So how about you, Erin? Um, when did you do most of well, yeah, the one you've done, the ones you've done so far? 
Um, so I had lambing booked for last Easter, which got cancelled because of COVID. Um, so then the RCVS announced that they were changing the 12 weeks for the first two years to six weeks, which made it far more manageable. Then they also introduced online animal husbandry EMS. So last summer I did a couple of weeks of online equine EMS because um, equine husbandry isn't really my strong point. So I wanted to kind of boost that up while I could because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to secure an equine placement because of the pandemic. So I did that. And then um, last week of August and the first week of September, I did carving, which was great. And then this year um, I've got lambing at Easter and then I've got two weeks shadowing a vet nurse in the summer as well, um, which will be really, really good. Um, the thing that's really important to know about EMS is that nobody arranges it for you. You have to go out of your way and arrange it yourself and you have to do this. You have to send out emails, you have to phone farmers, you have to find your own placements alongside your degree so they they won't timetable you time to schedule your ems you have to do it yourself now most vet schools have a placements office and you can go there and they have like a portal system or a list of loads of different farms that students from the university have been to before or vet practices or places like that so if you have no idea um, or you don't have any contacts yourself there are resources you can use to be able to find people that you can do your EMS with but it is entirely up to you how you split it when you do it and importantly how you get there so like Sophia said depending on your situation you might have to buy train tickets you might have to um, I don't know land with a friend who has a car if you don't have a car and you'll split split the petrol money and things like that so it really is an independent part of the course and you have to take initiative in booking things in advance and making sure you get the placements you want um so yeah that's my biggest piece of advice when thinking about ems is just to think about it in advance even if you don't book everything at the same time just think about what you want to do and like sophia said when you're going to do it because if you are an international student or if you've got holidays planned or if you want to spend a longer chunk of time at home then you're going to have to arrange your weeks to allow you to do that so yeah no one sits you down and shows you what you should do it's very independent yeah absolutely i i think that's that's why we kind of wanted to discuss it because although it is a part of the course and i know a lot of you will be applying to the course this is something that you will need to factor in because it's 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 a big part of the course um, and if you are restrained financially, or if you're really tight for time, if you have a family or any kind of circumstance like that, but you're still considering this course, I think EMS is something you should definitely look into um, and consider sort of how that's going to affect you. Because as Erin said, the cost has to be covered by you. Um, there are small grants that kind of the uni can help you with, but a lot of the times, um, EMS is quite expensive and it's it's not only financially taxing but it's also a big time commitment so it's something that I would definitely consider because I know some of my friends who have families have kids have you know other jobs or have spouses that have more complicated jobs um, they found that aspect really really difficult um, 
And unfortunately, it's compulsory. Uh, and I know it's it's been a problem for some people that they've they've really not been organized with it and they've left it kind of to the side. And then you get to third and fourth year and you realize that you, you're going to have to basically do it over a summer, which is, I mean, trust me, like it's ex- extremely unpleasant. I, I have done that. I've done um, probably nine weeks consecutive. I did that in the summer of fourth year. And that was not because I hadn't left it, but it was just because I definitely wanted to finish it all and do as much as possible um before sort of covid you know took over everything so it kind of it will be a big thing that you have to do independently so i think definitely consider that um and for those of you who are still kind of trying to apply and do some um actual ems pre the course i would say um definitely try and secure some actual work experience because i know there is there are really great online options but I know that some practices are starting to take a few vet students. Um, I would definitely say try your local places. Um, you know, I think just because uh, the unis have lowered the requirements, I think for your own benefit and to sort of prepare you for what vet school and EMS is going to be like, I think you should at least try to, to do some work experience, even if that means um, like contacting your local equine or farm practice. I know there's not that many probably everywhere, but if you could just say, could I just meet you at a yard and just watch from afar from two meters distance and see what you're doing? Um, because I think it'll definitely help you and, and help you understand. Um, and I think it'll really help you stand out if you can kind of show those principles and not just the fact that you've gone, but just the fact that you've managed to grasp the aspect and how it plays a role in the degree. Um, so with all that said, I mean, it, I know it sounds terrifying, but we're not, we're not trying to terrify you. We're just trying to sort of give you a taste for the course um, uh, and sort of make sure that, you know, you're all making uh, fully informed decisions uh, and understand what kind of you're going into, which is a lot of fun, but also it is a lot of hard work. Um, but we thought we uh, would share some stories of uh, our, our EMS experience. I know I have tons. I have about 34 weeks worth <laughs> um, of craziness, but um, let's start with you, Erin. Can you share a uh, me of my two weeks <laughs> in, in your limited time in the world of EMS that's <laughs> kind of what were your first impressions and kind of your first feelings and and how does it really feel you know as a as a very fresh vet student to go out and and really be on your own for the first time and kind of have to you know stand your ground and and do this thing which is is sometimes a little terrifying what, what can you share with us um so I knew that EMS was going to be intense and you're sort of told beforehand you do the hours the vets or the farmers do you don't get told oh yeah just do nine till three or like oh yeah just do like nine till five like university day you do the days that the people you're working with do so you get that full experience so when I got to the dairy farm I was sort of told by my friends oh yeah you'll get up early for milking and then like if you milk in the morning you'll have like the day off and then in the evening you're like oh you might have to go out and check and then help with some carvings if there's some night carvings but other than that like it's fine it's so manageable and this this farm I went to was brilliant because they like 
they threw me in straight away because I sort of turned up like, yeah, never stepped foot on a farm before. Didn't really know what I was doing. Had never seen a carving, never been lambing, never done anything like that. And um, I turned up, stayed the night and then started at six o'clock in the morning. And we went down and there were about 60 calves in the calf shed. And um, the lady who was my host was sort of like, right, here's all these things to do. Um, like use your initiative um, and sort of showed me how to stomach tube a calf. And then was kind of like, yeah, crack on. And I was like, what? Like me and this other girl that I'd like never met before. Like I met the night before. We were like, all of a sudden you're thrown into it and things need to be done by certain times. And then like all of a sudden one calf will be scouring. And then you've got to kind of be like, right, we've got to prioritize the list again now because now we need to weigh this calf and then dose it with Metacam and then make sure we clean the pen to make sure like if it's got like crypto, it's not spread and like clean our shoes and make sure we don't spread it. And there's all these different things. And, um, so yeah it was it was kind of crazy and the first like sort of three days I was a bit like what is going on like my body is doing my mind is not doing anything and I was like trying to comprehend it and then it sort of it got to like the third day it got to the Wednesday and all of a sudden everything clicked and um the two students like the weeks overlapped so everyone went for two weeks and then you overlapped with two other students so the students that have been there a week prior were like yep don't worry everything will click and I was like this is just not going to happen nothing is going to sink in I don't believe you but it did so like rest assured that you will get the hang of it and like whilst it's crazy and everyone's kind of running about doing everything and you don't know when you'll eat next you don't know when like you'll get to have a tea next or have a sleep like you will learn everything and it will click and you will get into that way of life very quickly so yeah my I think we did like three morning milkings a week and three afternoon milkings a week. But obviously, um, if like one of the herdsmen isn't in, you'll have to run over and help out as well. So um, I don't think I have any crazy stories, but I remember getting to the second week and um, I'd been up since like half past four milking most mornings because we, one of the vet students went home. So we were one vet student short. So my host was like, okay, do you mind doing the morning? I was like, that's fine. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, so I did that. And then you carry on throughout the day. And then you sort of, if, if a cow starts calving at like five, bye bye dinner until like 10 o'clock and then um you do your night checks and everything and I think I got to midway through the second week and generally on EMS everything is split but because this like someone had gone home like there were like two of us trying to do the jobs of four people and so and I hadn't slept and it was crazy and like I was like I'd, like I'm I'm doing I'm not really processing and like like you kind of just get into the flow of doing it um and I FaceTimed my friend who's in fourth year and he was like, oh, so how are you getting on? And I was like, well, yeah, it's really good. And then sort of explained my placement. He's like, that is not normal EMS. Like, I don't know what you're on, but that is crazy. Like that is intense. And so I don't think it, like everything will be that intense, but just be prepared for a placement that is. And also if you've never stepped foot on a farm before and you have no resistance to things that are on a farm be prepared to get crypto because you could get it and like you kind of it's a bit of a rite of passage that vet students will get crypto and I was kind of like yeah I probably won't get it and then I did so yeah 
just be prepared um if you start feeling a bit ill tell the farmer so you can go to bed and yeah that that's my top tip if you've got crypto don't try and don't be in denial of the fact you've got crypto don't try and carry on because it won't disappear just admit that you have it and get some rest and drink up so yeah that's that was my two weeks carving like i'll have more experience this summer um i'd be interested to see what the difference is between doing work experience in a vet practice and then doing a hems in a vet practice like what sort of responsibilities you get given and things like that and how you're treated differently depending on what you've learned at vet school so yeah i'm excited for that and i'm excited for lambing as well because after um my really intense carving experience i feel like lambing will be a, a, a lot less intense yeah so i mean it really is i think in the end of the day work experience whether you're doing it before vet school or in vet school itself it's just expect the unexpected really i mean you could turn up to a place and it'll be the best time of your life and people will be really relaxed and it won't be a problem um and then you'll turn up to places and they'll just kind of just take advantage of you i mean there's no other way to say it but they will just you know squeeze you for what you're worth and just kind of keep pushing you until you keep saying yes because usually vet students will say yes so um that's a lot of times how it works um so i think just be prepared for a lot of new things um it's it's a lot when you first start i remember that it was quite terrifying just because you're obviously a lot of the times, especially for a large animal, you will be going there, working there and living there, usually under their roof. So um, it, it takes a lot of getting used to. And um, unfortunately, yeah, it is <laughs> it is hard physical and mental work. Um, you're not just sitting at a desk. You will be using your hands. You'll be, you know, getting up early. Um, and it's a lot of work. Um and yeah, a lot of times stuff will happen that you didn't plan for. I didn't end up getting crypto. I think I was one of the few fortunate people who was kind of just ill enough that <laughs> I didn't touch anything. <laughs> I was just like where I had, I brought my own pack of gloves because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm definitely, um, I'm not into that. <laughs> so um, yeah, but even if it happens, it is something that happens. So for me, I mean, I have so many work experience stories. I've been everywhere. I've done all parts of the country. I've done some in Spain. I've done um, all different types of things, all different species. I've done exotics. I've done um, sort of, I've done donkeys as well. So it's, it's cool because it is what you make it. Um, and as well, you get to make new friends. I think that's, that's kind of like my favorite thing about it is that even sometimes I would meet people at a placement that I didn't know would be there and they'd be from my own school, like maybe a year above or a year below. And we become such good friends. And I'd be like, Oh my God, like we literally, I have seen you every day <laughs> before now in the like dining place and, and now we're friends. So it, it really does bring you together. Um, so I think if you have a chance, 
do it with with people and then you can meet new people and it can be a lot of fun like I think one of the ones that stands out to me the most where I had it was kind of a random situation but I had loads of fun was lambing which I think is every student whether you hate it or you love it it, it, it always makes good memories um so me and this girl who was also from Surrey we met on the at the train station actually um, and I recognized her because she was wearing this Surrey jacket. So I was like, hey, are you going here? And she was like, yeah, I am going here. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to the same place. Um, and yeah, the place we went to was a little crazy. Um, and we, it was all night shifts, basically. And we were just together in this in this shed. Um, and at first we were a little bit weary. Um, the house was really nice. So, so that was a plus. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of work, but by the end of it, we were just chilling. We were lying in the hay bales and like listening to music. And then one of us would like look outside to see if the house lights were open. And if they weren't open, we just like crack on with the music, and <laughs> just have a very nice vibe. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun and, and you get to, to really open yourself up and, and meet some really interesting people. So I think it's something you should be aware of and you should plan for, but you should also, um, yeah, you will enjoy for sure. So yeah, we hope that this has helped. We hope that you guys have um, a better idea of what EMS actually is, because I feel like it's thrown around all the time and very few people actually know how, how big it is and how important it is and how compulsory it is. So we hope that this has shed some light. Um, do you have any final words of advice, Erin, apart from not getting crypto or getting it and accepting it? Of the uh, the um, people that are going out to work experience? I would say um, if you turn up on a placement and feel completely out of your depth at the start, I would say that generally means you're going to get so much from it. Because if you turn up and you feel like you don't know absolutely anything and, and it's very intense and you're kind of just sort of shown a few times and then left to get on with the rest, that's when you kind of have to take initiative and be like, right, this needs doing. No one else is here to do it, so I'm going to do it. And then you get more out of it. Like, I learned so... My carving placement was so intense, but I learned so, so, so much. And, like, even, like, tiny things about like the way dairy farms run and things like that like I'm doing my lectures now and I sit and think like oh if I hadn't done my placement this summer I would have no clue what they're going on about in this lecture but that really put it into context for me and like a few weeks ago we were going over something um, and I remembered from Carvin I literally text my host and was like like we're doing this this and this and like thank you so much again for such a good placement because I'd have been absolutely clueless. And now I feel like I've learned so much. Don't know if you feel the same. I think that's the the best part of it is that you truly learn um, how things work. And especially when you get to the, the clinical parts, you start to actually realize how things click together because on a page things can look tidy, but a lot of the times they will just not make that much sense. Um, until you actually see them in real life and you understand kind of how they work. Um, so I would say that that's what makes EMS so kind of as much as I hated loads of it and spending it doing that instead of, you know, going on holiday with my family. It does kind of, it builds you as a professional because it starts from just, can you hold an animal? Can you do it properly? 
um, which is what you do at the start. And then later to, you know, now that you know how to handle it, can you tell someone else how to handle it? And can you do the treatment part? Can you do the diagnostic parts? Um, which you can't do unless you understand, you know, the fundamentals. So I think it just, it builds on what vet school is, which is, you know, a big pyramid of just escalating slowly and just learning more and more and building on what you have and just building on it and building on it until you have something somewhat stable. Um, and then you're just thrown out and you're a vet. <laughs> <Ta -da. laughs> so yeah, we hope this has helped and, um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Hey, enjoyed. Oh, and the last thing I'll say is, is that loads of you that are probably listening, being in like sort of year 11, year 12, year 13, you're probably thinking like, this is a rogue analogy, but this is how I look at EMS. Um, and this is how I understand how important it is. Those of you in like year 11, 12, 13, you're probably like sort of thinking about or learning how to drive. And people say you can learn how to drive and you can pass your test, but the experience comes once you start driving on your own and it all comes afterwards. And that's a bit like EMS. You can learn the things at vet school. You can understand how they work, but you'll only get that real, real experience of putting things into practice and developing your professional skills. In, during EMS and once you're actually in there doing it yourself that's like that's like the best way I'd say how to look at it rather than sort of thinking oh yeah I do it because I have to because it's part of the course you get the most out of it when you're in there getting that experience and trying things yourself and doing trial and error so yeah but I just want to add that. Erin coming in clutch with the words of wisdom um but yeah, I think it's something to look forward to. And I think it's the practical stuff is what we all really just want to do. So yeah, we hope, we hope this kind of sparks a little bit of enthusiasm into you to at least try and find something practical to do. As I said, you probably won't find the, what it used to be, but I'm sure if you contact enough people, you will find someone who will let you go out. And we really hope you do um, because it is such a good preparation for what you'll kind of get into in vet school. So we hope this has kind of informed you a little bit, motivated you a little bit, and just kind of gotten the ball rolling into uh, this side of the vet course, which is pretty critical. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you find it helpful, then please share with others who you think would find it useful as well. Make sure to subscribe to both our podcast and our YouTube channel with the same name to be notified when our next episode is released. Don't forget to leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Follow us on Instagram at So You Want To Be A Vet for exclusive quizzes, behind the scenes and updates on all things So You Want To Be A Vet. Remember to follow at Medic Mentor to learn more about opportunities such as workshops, summer schools that will further help you advance your application. If you have any questions or any further thoughts, then please comment them below the Instagram post for each of the episodes. And if you want to hear us discuss something, then let us know. We want to know what will help you. Thanks again for listening and take care, guys. Visit the Vet Mentor website for more ways in which we can help you through your application journey into vet school. This includes a range of national events, summer schools, publications, skills workshops, and our famous Get Into Veterinary Medicine Insight Conferences held online. 
As a subscriber to So You Want to Be a Vet, you can attend these conferences for free using the coupon code INSTABET. See you soon.